Hey, what's up, guys? It's Britt. If you're returning, welcome back to Young American. If this is your first time, what you are about to hear is a bunch of regular guys just talk about life and all the little absurdities that come along with it. If you would like to join the conversation, we now have two ways that you can do that. The first one is Gmail, youngamericantalk at gmail.com. And the second one is on Twitter. You can follow us at youngamericanpod on Twitter. We would love to hear and interact with you a little bit. Please give us a follow. As always, we hope you laugh, we hope you love it, and we hope you return. This is episode number three. You're listening to Young American. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for sticking with us. This is the third episode. We are going to uh, go ahead and get started. Right now, we've got Chris. First of all, I guess I should say, my name's Britt. I've got Chris here, Nathan, present, Andrew, what's going on, and John. What's up? So, um, last week we talked about uh, moms, and we had some wonderful things to say about moms. Hope you guys had a good Mother's Day. How was that drink, John? <laughs> it could not be that loud. Bad, it dude. Just... <laughs> leave, it, leave it in so we can hear the chatter of the ice on your teeth. Also, you're like shaking the shaking that glass. I'm not. You guys are just a bunch of sensitive mother- No joke. Today, I had, uh, I'd go to the dentist. I had two cavities filled and then a crown replaced. Oh, oh, and at like 3.30 today, I mean, I was, first of all, I was starving because I hadn't eaten, and I had to go get something. And I was like, what do I get that I'm not going to bite my tongue off? I should have gotten like a, a, a smoothie or something like that or a shake. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Went to Panda Express, got orange chicken, and it was the worst experience eating I think I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> Were you like massaging it down Dude, your throat like a I, dog eating a pill? <laughs> I ended up, after biting my tongue, I, like, I still can't feel a lot going on here. And I, I had to eat it, and I found... Why is his jaw f***ed up? <laughs> it's, you're making it so hard on him. I know. Well, until, until all cursing can fly, I'm just going to be like, all right. <laughs> I can't. Like, I don't know if I can recover. Oh, oh man. Oh, all right. So, uh, last week we talked about moms. Today I want to talk about dads a little bit. So, give me some characteristics that are just kind of true about dads across the board. Any dad? Any dad. Like, the stereotypical dad. Like, what does dad do? Like, dad's usually got the new balances that he, that he mows grass in, right? Mm-hmm. The white new balances that we talked about, and they're stained green. Mm-hmm. Correct accurate something like that they're handy they're frugal <laughs> very frugal yeah they're angry always yelling at the kids Their jaws are all not now damn it grill grill masters yes they always want to pack a trunk like they always got to pack up the car the right i'm thinking way. more of like behaviors and less of you know clothing clothing choices and more like that's perfect like the tetris packing of the i literally of the thought van. you guys were talking about like old school like trunk like a trunk of treasures or something like i just gotta pack this trunk yeah packing <laughs> like packing the the trunk of a van or a 
SUV or something. Packing in heat. such a manner. Does your dad or has your dad ever like piled stuff on top of the van or like gotten one of those like little trailers, whether it be a U-Haul or something that hooks to the trailer hitch and it's like basically a little cargo hold that they just stack. It's like a wannabe bike rack. Exactly. Instead of holding bikes, it holds garbage. Oh my gosh. We were always on top. We're always like atop Uh, the van. The turtle. John, how much have you traveled with Rooney? Um, we've done quite a few trips. I mean, we've taken her back to Lexington quite a few times. We've flown with her twice now, and so far it's been pretty good. But I mean, I'll be honest. I think as she's getting older, it's only going to get harder. You kind of don't realize when they're real young how much easier it actually is. You think it's harder, but it's actually way easier. The the amount of stuff that you have to bring when she's like a toddler is just insane. It's like, are we are we moving there for two nights? More so than a baby? Yeah, I think so. Because a baby, like, you just need lots of changes of clothes where the toddler, yeah, you like. that's true. I just remember, go- I remember going with Mary's family one time, and we, we brought way too much stuff. Like, oh, let's bring this saucer that they can go in. We were going to the beach, so you needed a tent for the kid to stay in because, heaven forbid, they see the light of the sun. Uh, yeah, it was just all of this stuff and, and then a stroller you needed a stroller then you needed a saucer and then you needed some sort of apparatus for them to sit and eat in and this episode of young american is sponsored by baby quip um have y'all Brit, have y'all heard of this baby quip it's essentially you can go anywhere you go you can rent kid stuff so if you're going out to california you don't want to bring a stroller you don't want to bring toys you don't want to bring a crib you can like rent it from people it's like person to person baby kids rental stuff it's just like toys and all that stuff, beach stuff. It's just like, no, let's just rent it from people down there. So don't that's a great idea. It. That is brilliant. It's a genius idea. We did it when we went out to Montana. Do you know what another, uh, I hate to take a turn here, but that's <clears> kind of <throat> what this podcast another, is. Another thing that, that uh, like, I didn't know that Facebook mom sites were a thing or mm. that there's dedicated, like, channels. That's, I mean, going back to last week, talking about things you don't understand, like, Mary is just on there all the time. Buying things, selling things, asking. You can just ask advice. There's always oh, yeah. somebody saying, "Oh, like mom groups." Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, exactly. Like mom, mom, mom. Facebook groups. So Natalie's in one, and I'll have to give whoever started this group a lot of credit because we live in Tucker, Georgia. Her mom's group on Facebook is Mother Tucker's. <laughs> I was like, "That's pretty good." Like, just like that's clever. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. So if. If, like, uh, buying and selling things on Facebook mom groups was a crime family, Mary would be the Dawn because she is just wheeling constantly. Like, there's never a time that I open the van door, her van door, and there's not something that she has purchased or, like, picked up from somebody. Is she more a buyer or a seller? Uh, She's actually both. So she does, she, I mean... To her credit, she does great with it, but it also means that our neighbors potentially think that we're drug dealers because there's a big bin <laughs> on our porch, with and people come at just all hours of the day, like picking things up and you know, dropping things off, and we have one of those like ring doorbells, so she's always like monitoring it. She's like, if I'm at the house, she'll, she'll text me and she'll be like, I forgot, can you put this out? Can you bag this piece of children's clothing and label this and put it in this? We recently moved into this house like three months ago, and Mary was in the middle of transitioning through a house and stages of ages for kids, so she's selling a bunch of kids' clothes, <laughs> trying to make a room, and I'm just like, gosh, our neighbors have to think that we're just 
dealing meth right out the front door. People are walking up, scratching their necks, all jittery, like slapping mosquitoes. Is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? Yeah, except it's hey, all, all minivans. Hey man, you got those baby clothes? They're just parents. Well, it's not just you. I, I hired Mary, I hired Chris's wife to sell something for me. I had this garage full of absolute oh, yeah. garbage. I had like a 400 pound china cabinet with no china to go with it that we were gifted for our wedding i say gifted meaning it sat in our garage for five years and i finally had enough of it and i was like all right i need someone to help me sell this and mary i gave her a cut of whatever we made and she gifts a giant china cabinet i don't remember but it sat i mean it sat in the garage some i think my glad you liked it man it was (laughs) did it come with a dancing grinch doll you know it came with nothing and it's like mary i need help selling this i don't know i don't have facebook i need i need to get this because no one uses craigslist anymore i found out it's Only all face weird well andrew you've been wheeling and dealing on facebook i, I did get back i did make a return uh to facebook solely to use marketplace to sell some guitar items which I, was way easy uh-huh. gateway drug and uh, anyway mary mary was like i got you she's amazing at it she, she yeah really she is. i mean she there's someone coming in from clay county from an hour away to pick up this massive piece of furniture yeah. um how much do you sell a china cabinet for? What's the going rate? A hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Mary took care of it all. It was. It was. Here's the garage door code. Here, you know. Here's how you get in. Or here's the front door code. Open the garage and take care of it. And see, that's the other thing is she knows what things will go for. And her brother is great at this. Her mom is is good at this. They'll just find things and go. Oh, I can resell that for twice as much. And she'll just pick up. Like there's a big bin of kids' shoes in our house. It was like. Do they need all these shoes? Oh, no, 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 I'm reselling those. Okay, cool. And I don't, like, that would be a nightmare to me to try to logistically, like, well, I've got to take a picture of each one of these. We've got to label them. I've got to throw it out there. And then also then you deal with the flood of comments of, like, there's always some. Are they still available? There's always some OCD. Good condition? Yeah. Like- next, next, next. You've got some OCD moms, like, uh, can you measure the, what's the toe to the to the heel? What's that? What's the what's the inseam on this? How big is it? How the what's it? What what's the shade? What's the RAL color? Have you ever had something sold that you didn't want sold? That, oh yes, absolutely. Yes, I have that, that great UK basketball shirt that like has it's like super vintage. It has like the wildcat dribbling the ball. I had some great UK shirts and Mary like I came home and they were like laid out. I was like, what's going on here? She was like, oh, I sold those. No, you didn't. Take those back. What about your Pinot Noir polo shirts? Do you sell those? <laughs> hey, that's that's Peter <laughs> Peter Pele. No, but I mean, if Eva is ever interested in in selling some of those Cool Whip containers, I'm sure that she could take a pretty penny for she's, those. I mean, she's got some vintage. Ones. She have the whole cool collection whip heads out there, man. Probably, man. She, she listeners, stuff listeners, if you are a Cool Whip collector, like you do, contact Eva. Heard right. So um, this is a segment that we're going to do called Stuff Dad Did. Dad! So Chris and I's dad, Clay, um, is a wonderful man. You all know him. So my dad is a little accident prone. He can find himself in some predicaments. And I wanted to give this story for Stuff Dad Did. I wanted to ask this. So be noodling on this question. I want to know, have you guys ever been locked out of your house, locked out of your car, locked out of work, building, wherever, or locked in? I'd be interested to know that story. So dad locked himself out of the house. Do you remember what, circa what time this was? Were we out of the house? Because we, we, no. we still had our bunk beds there, yeah, no, right? No, no, we were, we were there. 
So dad was locked out of the house. No garage code. No nothing. And he's trying to figure out a way in. We, we were there because we came home to find him. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So this would have been high school sometime. So our house... We've got a typical like split level house with like a, a walkout backyard. And on the side, there's window wells. It's very common here in Kentucky where half the window is like underground and there's like that half a pipe and a rock bed underneath. And dad is scoping out where the best place, like how's he going to get in. And Chris and I's bedroom is down there on the left side by one of these window wells. And uh, our Bunk beds at the time are like right up against the window where you could, ideally, you could just slip in right there and get through. Okay. So dad tries to get through there. So unsuccessful. Fast forward, Chris and I get home. And I remember we get home, like put our backpacks down, go grab something out of the fridge. And you hear, Chris and Brent! Hello? And we come downstairs. <laughs> And dad is halfway weaseled through this window well. He's on his back. Oh, God. And his pants are at half mass. Because he's like wiggled out of these things. And he's hung up on his Why back. Why is he on his belt. back? Yeah, I don't think he's on his back. He's hung he's hung on his back belt loop. <laughs> I he think is. He had like it was on his back. Because I remember when we went through. That means his crotch is up. When we bit <laughs> we went through. I remember walking in there and he's looking like this. Back like this like <laughs> and we're like what'd you do dad <laughs> like, he's like get me out of here <laughs> so i wanted to know uh to make a long story short we we successfully got him out and saw a little more of dad than we really bargained for that day <laughs> you make it sound like he was like a, like stripping in front of the window i think those pants came all the way off <laughs> weaseling, weaseling through i that do door. not remember that portion of it brit does some details to be left out. So I want to know, have you guys ever been locked out of anywhere? Locked out of your house? Locked out of your car? Are you notorious for this? I'm not notorious. I've got a really good one, though. Um, this is another reason why my in-laws can never hear this podcast. So the first time I went home with Mary, who was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, to meet her family, it, they live in Cleveland, like a suburb of Cleveland, and uh, it was December. So probably 18 degrees or colder and i you know spent the better part of the day just fielding questions my first time meeting them um, very intimidating very intimidating it was very stressful um i smoked cigarettes at the time uh it's like midnight 12 30 1 o'clock at night and everyone's kind of going to bed i'm burning up because they you know it's cleveland they run their fireplace just constantly it's so hot in there and i'm stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted and i was like i just need to smoke a cigarette so I'm like, hey, if it's cool, I'm gonna step outside and I'm just gonna call my friend real quick, and uh, and then I'll be back in to go go to bed. So I step outside in shorts and a t-shirt, oh, because no. I'm burning up, and I grab my car <laughs> keys, I have my phone, and I go into my car, I grab cigarettes, and I'm just chain smoking up and down Hot their street. Oh, well, I was I was up and down the street because if I was in the car, they'd catch me because I was in their driveway. So anyway, I'm walking up and down the street, I'm chain smoking, and uh, I'm just talking to my friend or my brother or whatever. Um, and then I go back to the house. I kind of make sure I don't smell like cigarettes. <laughs> I How go. Does one do that? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I got lucky. I feel like, but I went to the back door that I came out of. It's locked. All the lights inside are off. <laughs> oh no! Like, oh god! Oh, no big deal. I'll just call Mary. She'll let me in. 
I call Mary. She does not answer. I call Mary again. She does not answer. At this point, it's like 1 a.m. I was like, oh, no. She may have gone to bed. I'm not ringing the front door. So then my phone dies. Oh, God. Just straight up dies. It's December? Yeah. December in Cleveland. You're in the teens. I'm in the teens at least. Yeah. It was it, it was so cold. And at this point I was yeah, I was no I was over the hot house. I was like, I want to be in the hot house. Mary's not answering her phone, then my phone just dies. So luckily I have my keys and I go and I just plug my phone into my car and when it charges I call her a few more times, no answer. So I'm just like, I think I might be sleeping in this car tonight. <laughs> like all the doors are locked. I'm not ringing the doorbells. My fur they're they're like they're being nice, but we're not hitting it off. So like I'm not gonna be that guy. Oh, Why do you smell like cigarettes? Are you a pothead fucker? No. No. What? No, 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 Jack. No, I'm I'm not I not my and, daughter. And stress how imperative it is that they know you that they do not know you smoke cigarettes. Like it can't they So Mary and I've been married five years. We've been together eight this year. They have no idea I've ever smoked a cigarette, let alone that oh, I was wow. I was an it's, avid smoker at that time. I'm smoking the cigarette behind my She back. was a smoking. Is this like scrubbing this from this pod? Like you, you do like this can't be heard? Nah, I can be heard. I love this story. I want I want it to be heard. <laughs> it's time. I think I would I even would tell her. It. I think I would tell them at this point. I think they would get kick out of it and they think I'm funny and they have accepted me. There's nothing what I'm like they're like you divorced my daughter right now. You leave my granddaughter and you leave my daughter you I get out. I spilled nicotine on your breath and you was up in the Cleveland. What if you I was kind of on my If I didn't have my keys I might have died in Cleveland. I might have like luckily to end that story about 30 45 minutes later I get a call from Mary and she's like sorry I was talking to my mom. I was like oh thank god. So she lets me in. She gives me a hug, and I told her real quick, briefly, what had happened. And she was like, you smell like cigarettes. I was like, I'm trying to quit. Awful. This is like one of the worst, like... She didn't know at the time. No, she knew I smoked, oh, but okay. but I, I think she was kind of shocked that I'd smoke up there. <laughs> and I wasn't, but it was just, yeah, it was a perfect time. I wasn't going to see him until probably post-shower the next day, whatever. So. Wow, that's a great story. Awful. What kind uh, of like, cigarettes were you smoking? Geez. Oh, they are blue American spirits. Mm. Virginia Slims. Those are expensive. <laughs> Well, they were expensive, and uh, yeah, they were just the only ones for me. I miss them. What is Matthew McConaughey? in True Detective. He Camel smoked, Blues. He smokes Camel Blues, which are also a, a really in a pinch. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> in a pinch. I'm a father now, and I'm a runner now. Both of those things make Best me not man. no longer a smoker, and but you're a singer. Well, arguably, they made me better. Likewise, <laughs> I always, you know, you, Bob Dylan. You always kind of want a little bit of a smoke tinge voice. Well, like Dave Grohl's Willie. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl smokes like a pack a day, and he sounds awesome. I Does he really? He, I didn't think he smoked. I heard him say on a podcast recently. He said, "Yes, I have a hard time with cigarettes." There Jeez. it is. Well, Anybody else have a good lockout story? I don't have a lockout story, but when I was turned, is it seventeen or eighteen that you can buy cigarettes? Now it's twenty-one. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. It was eighteen. So it was day. eighteen when you came out. When I first turned eighteen, I bought a pack of cigarettes just because you could. And it it was uh, Marlboro Menthols. I was like, this is like smoking a mint. Smoked the whole Ugh. pack. And then the next day I was like, <laughs> haven't touched them since. God, do you remember we used to play at our first house? We used to play poker downstairs and we would smoke cigars. A bunch of guys would come over. We'd play poker. I remember me oh. and Jeremy, oh, gross. we slept downstairs. Those were our bedrooms. It was just this big open floor plan. And on those nights, man, I swear that I would just wake up like in the cancer wing. Just like, <laughs> God. Yeah. Just hovering. I remember opening that door and the smoke was just still oh hovering down there. And that was a war- closed terrible idea. Terrible, terrible, terrible idea. 
I lock my keys in my car or I lock myself out. It's it the best thing that ever happened to me was getting one of those digital keypads for the mm-hmm. for the front door. Mm. Game changer. Yep. And if that thing ever goes out of batteries, I'm in deep. Because uh, the garage code opener, that one's out of batteries right now. <laughs> Does yours connect to Wi-Fi, or is it just is it just kind of no battery powered and local? No, it's local. Yeah. But man, it changed. Yeah, it's great. It changed everything. Because I w- I will lock my keys in the house or lock my keys in the car. When was the last time you did that? You know what? With work, so we get traveled. I've got a specific fire station that I'm at, but we get traveled. And whenever I, you know what, surprisingly, I think it happens a lot. Like when guys get traveled to another station, it's like it throws your whole routine off, your rhythm off. And so you're going, you're packing all your gear into a bag and then you're going across town to another station or whatever. That's when something will be off and you'll find yourself. Now we've got all the tools to to really quickly just get into a, a vehicle so it ne- it's never yeah. really a problem there but i find that's when it happened i think that's the last time that happened to me probably around mm. i think around mm. december last year sorry i couldn't really hear you because nathan was chowing down on those chips <laughs> oh this isn't locking yourself out but my god but I know <laughs> say it, Brit, start you, over, say Brit, you and i have talked about this it's not the same as locking yourself out but when you leave the house and then oh, you yeah. immediately turn back in. Oh, dude! To grab you know any number of items that you've forgotten, but you, you know you, you kind of take stock of what you have leaving the house, and then and you said the neighbors are like, "Why is he going back in?" Oh again? man, <laughs> they must think I'm insane, <laughs> right. insane. Because I'll go. It's like chapstick dude, or I'll go out wallet. Get in the. I'll open the door and be like, oh. I left my my wallet inside. Shut the door. Go back up the stairs. Walk in. Come back and get it. Get in the car this time. Maybe even start it. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't have my ear pods or something else. Go grab it and stuff. And then I will leave the driveway. And I I, I did this today. Leave the driveway and go and turn and start to turn out onto the main road. And I'll be like, I. I totally forgot like the pants that I was going to return and have to turn around and go and do it. So yeah, my my neighbors must think that I'm just absolutely stroking out. Has anybody never locked themselves out? I mean, I've crawled through the window, but th- with the advent of the digital, you know, the keypad, that's it's a game changer. It's a complete game. So that that kind of alleviates any lockout issue. I'm not I don't lock myself out a ton. I mean, I, I have ever, but I'm pretty good at finding a way into places. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, talking about all those EDM festivals you don't want to go to, you wouldn't even pay for them, so what's the difference? John, okay, hold on. Chris and I went and saw a band last night, and we went to Manchester Music Hall, and we didn't didn't have tickets to go. You said not to say this. I'm going to completely throw you under the bus and say this. They ain't we, listening. We, he showed up late. I went and met another person there, was hanging out, and I'm texting Chris. Like, the opener goes on. I'm like, hey, opener just finished. It's like, they've got a couple songs playing right now. And then the main event starts. Chris still isn't there. He texts me, says he's on his way, and then he says, what's security like? Because Chris, there's... <laughs> Chris... I'd missed both openers, so it was like 40 bucks to get into this guy. Listen, folks, there is nothing truer... Then if you walk like you've been there, I would say 
nine times out of ten, oh, maybe ninety nine times out of a hundred. Oh yeah. Nobody is going to say anything yeah. or stop you. So you just walk like you've been there and like you're intentional about it. And Chris does this better than anybody I've ever known. So last night I'm texting him and I'm like, I said, Hey, I'll 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 grab your ticket. Don't worry about it and stuff. And he texts me. He's like, Hey, I'm in the back of this building. Like milling around outside like behind the tour buses or whatnot i'm like dude just come around like it's security's tight they've <laughs> got the wands sound like i'm like <laughs> eating sandwiches like and thrown away popcorn in the parking lot i'm in hey, the dumpster I'm, I'm milling around behind these tour buses <laughs> popcorn's a different story and so he finally i said hey just come around the the front and I, he comes around but it takes him like seven eight minutes i'm like dude where were you he was like I was backstage right next to the drummer watching. Was like already in the building watching this band from the side. So I walked around. I walked around the building on the train tracks and I like got to the back that way. And I'm like walking past and they've got all their, the the previous band, they have all the the drums and the stuff set up there that that they're packing back in. The door was popped open. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm, just gonna slide in here. Walked in. I'm like, oh, I'm like backstage. <laughs> like walk up the stairs there, and I'm like, oh, that there he is. Okay, here's the band. Well, I'm gonna sit and watch this, and then this person appears next to me and realizes like you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, hey. <laughs> he says, hey, you're milling about. He was like, hey, are you are, are you the guy eating sandwiches and popcorn? You were milling about back behind back. our tour <laughs> I will say, as somebody's played there. There was nobody that worked at the venue backstage ever when we played. That's a good point, yeah. It was all tour people. Yeah. And they don't yeah. care. Oh, well, like, they don't know. I mean, it's not that they don't care. They just have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, yeah. Like, I don't even think this guy would have cared. It was just the fact that he hadn't seen me before. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, which band you? You're, 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 hello, strange one. Like mm-hmm. you're, and and the band we were seeing, they were all dressed like very like flamboyantly, like they were just wearing like mm-hmm. cowboy hats and and floral, and I'm wearing like a black t-shirt and jeans, and they're like, you ain't with us. Have you ever been caught after doing that? Uh, I mean, defined caught like told to leave. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm going to say a majority of people don't want to do that because they're like, no, I'm going to get caught, like not having a ticket or sneak. Like, have you ever been like red handed? Uh, so the redirected. Yeah, that's that's the thing is you have to be able to confidently go, oh, is this not where I'm supposed to be? Oh, I didn't realize that. Can you show me where that is? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's right over here. Like, nobody's ever been like, you snake. That's a brilliant way to put it. That's a great way to put it. I've totally seen you do that. But, like, what do you say? Are you trying to get into the VIP area? But, oh, like, oh, shoot, I thought I was the general mission. Like, what do you mean? Because, like, I would assume if you're going to a concert, there's only one way in. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fan of lying to people, so I'm I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was looking for my friend. N- complete truth. <laughs> I'm looking for my friend. I thought he was in uh, this staircase over here. He's in the drummer's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, this is a a, a friend shaped guitar case. I thought he was in there. Uh, in here. What? He's he's kind of uh, uh, real skinny on top, round on the bottom. Oh, so here's a so we we snuck Mary into the Foo Fighters at Rupp Arena. Oh yeah. So we we went to go see the Foo Fighters, and we had tickets for just Britton and I, and, and uh, his wife was coming. Liz, my wife 
bought a ticket late. I'm, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus here, but she bought it online from somebody whose phone number was 777-777-777. And, uh, and paid that person and was still waiting for them to, I totally forgot to, con- to send the tickets. Tickets never come. So she's like, hey, when are you going to send this? When are you send this? And so we finally figured it out. Oh, gosh. We've just been had. So we've paid for a ticket, mind you. We've paid someone for a ticket. That's fair. So then we walk through, you know, the ushers are like scanning tickets. Well, they don't scan one of the tickets that we have. They don't, and the three of us walk in. So then we're like, call Mary up, said, just get here and we'll slip you this ticket. I can't remember how we did it. Like there was a big crowd of people and you, there was like a gate or a barricade that yeah, you could just hand that. something over. And, and, and we got her in. Unless the president's there. I'm really Mary. convinced that you can you can get into just about anything just by. Yeah. And I've seen like people like talk their way in. Like I, I, uh, I know a guy that went to a, a closed practice for UK and knew who the person was that was walking in and was like, "Oh, that's uh, Joe Craft." And so he just starts chatting him up as they're walking in. He's like, "Hey, yeah, you know," and the, and uh, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So they start talking. So then they the the person who's working security, which usually doesn't have any idea who anybody is coming oh, in, chaos goes, "Oh, well, yeah, you're on the list, and you're on the list." And and Joe Craft or whoever this was was like, "Well, what about this guy?" Oh yeah, go ahead. It's I mean, it's really just about how you handle yourself in those situations. Right. I I would admittedly say. I'm not great at this, but I would certainly say I am better at it than my sweet wife, Natalie. And one time we were at a UK basketball game, speaking of Rupp Arena, and I mean, it was like an early season game, you know, they're playing some community college or something like that. And so the stadium was like, I mean, it was full. Any UK basketball game is pretty full, but, um, you know, like at halftime, it's kind of like, oh, there's a bunch of empty seats down in the low arena. We should move down. So when we get down there, I'm just like, hey, Natalie, just like, just go like, just like follow my lead just like when you go down the aisle just go someone's the the blue coats are going to say something but just go <laughs> and she was like okay okay i'm really nervous i was like don't worry about it they're all like 90 years old just go so i go first and i could see the guy kind of like raise his arms and like wait a second and but i i'm thinking if she follows her training we will be fine so i just keep on going training. and i'm like almost like down on like row five and i'm just like I don't hear any footsteps behind me. And sure enough, I turn back and Natalie's up at the thing just going, call back, call back. <laughs> because she got scared and just like started talking to the guy saying like, uh, the, I, don't have a, uh, I don't have a ticket, like blah, blah, blah. So then I have to look like an asshole and walk all the way back up the thing and then go back up and sit in her seats on the top. She has not learned from you, Chris. It's so weird that because Lizzie's the same way. I feel like Natalie would just have the razor sharp skills to pull something like that off but she doesn't lizzie is the one, same one would think so we walked into when they were doing when the burl kind of pivoted and they were doing outdoor shows lizzie and i went there one night on a date just like to hang out it was like towards the end of the night something to cap it off or whatever i parked in the parking lot and you know you guys have seen this where they 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 kind of stanchion off the whole area for the outdoor shows and you have to have you have to pay to get in there and whatnot and somehow we found ourselves on the inside and i was like oh i'm like you know situational awareness looking around i'm like everybody here has a wristband mm-hmm. 
like, we're not supposed to be here. Like, and I was like, oh shoot. And I was like, Hey, just keep a low profile. Like we're not, I don't think, I think we're like finding ourselves on the inside right here. And she's like, Oh, okay. She, do we need to pay? Do we need to leave? I was like, no, 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 we'll be fine. And so we go up to the bar just to order a drink and I'm, I've got two hands in my pocket and I'm just like, Hey, can I get, you know, whatever I'm ordering something. And Liz just walks up there and she just puts both hands on the table like this on the bar. And she has, <laughs> she doesn't have any watch, any bracelet, any anything. And I'm ordering a drink, like looking at the bartender. And I was like, put your hands down. I kind of like just really quick glance over and I'm like, put your hands down. And she looks at me and she's like, what? <laughs> and I kind of look down at my shirt and I'm like, <clears throat> put your hands down. And she's like, what are you saying? Still like in the same spot. And I was like, what's wrong with your jaw? Like, <laughs> put your hands down. And at that point, I think it was probably me. And she was like, oh, put my hands down. Like she gets, she hears what I say and she says it back out loud. And I was like, oh no. And he comes over and he's like, hey, are you guys supposed to be? And we were caught. We were busted right then. But Was that inside the arcade? It was inside the arcade, but like there was show they were, but the band was up there on the other side about to click off. And that's the only downside is that you can't really enjoy the arcade when they're in the outdoor. Right. You're just, it's either. Yeah. That's the nice thing with the indoors, but should we get back to dads? It eventually just finds a life of it of its own and it goes. Do you have one about dad? I know Andrew does. And I think I, I have a good one, but it can, I mean, it can wait. <clears throat> no, no, no. Go. The, the fun thing about, I think this podcast for me is it jogs memories that I, Yes. forgot about that are have been suppressed and uh this one so this is about my dad he uh <laughs> i don't remember where he was in lexington but he's making some aggressive traffic moves and i think he's uh, if i remember correctly i wasn't there but he his retelling of it he's kind of weaving in and out of traffic i think he's late for something um if i'm remembering correctly and he essentially cuts the wrong dude off and he and he cuts somebody off who's got a got an attitude and <laughs> and, and then my dad uh, knows that oh man I'm I'm I might be in trouble this guy's this guy's pissed and so it ends up the way it shakes out is they end up at a stoplight and you know when you're like I don't want to end up next to that person and the way it turns out is you end up next to that person so this dude rolls his window down and he's like you know something like yo man what the hell did you cut me off back there and so my dad I, I, I guess he cycles in his mind he's like well how am I gonna how am I gonna handle this he pretends to be deaf <laughs> <laughs> so this dude's this dude's giving him the business he's giving him the verbal oh. business and my and my dad points points to his ear and does a he does a deaf gesture as it as if like you know he can't hear him and the guy who's yelling at him is is taken aback and and is like oh i'm, I'm so sorry hey man don't worry about it don't worry about it and rolls his window back up and go and my dad is off scot-free wow. wow this is also this is this is also the same dad who played a blind man in the Jesus play at our first church in Lexington. So he's now covered the you know, he's played a blind man and and technically he's played a deaf man as well. Listen, I think that wow. uh, I think that impersonating a handicapped person is is an equal sin to sneaking in the back door to concert. It's good on your feet thinking. Gee, man. That's sharp thinking. Yeah, that's like uh, tacky shorts thinking. I feel like Gord could have stood up to somebody like that. And that's what's funny is he's your dad's kind of tough as nails, low key. Yeah, he Will was when when uh, uh, Nathan's brother Will and and my brother are a similar age, and 
they were, I don't know, they were young and they were riding bikes and uh, somebody almost hit them. They were riding in the neighborhood and someone almost... Like Boston Red. Yeah, either like ran a stop sign or was close to running a stop sign. And my dad picked up his probably at the time pretty expensive road bike and lifted it off the ground and told the dude in the car, uh, I'm seeing a pattern here, <laughs> to roll his window. This time he asked the guy to roll his window down and said, I'm going sh- to shove this bike in your car. Like like in his, in the cab. Like He's like, if you roll this down, I'm going to shove this and I'm going to basically whoop your ass. And the guy did not roll his window down. The classic Gordon. Sort but this is, and then he's like, I should probably pretend I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> he's asking me to roll my yeah, window yeah. down. I I'm do deaf. I want to do that. I want you to roll yours back up. Clayton is like uh, your basic Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, well, I'll do this myself. I can modify this. I can, he's kind of a, like a gearhead. He's like an engine uh, car guy. And he has like a slew of stories of fixing things or fixing working on cars. But one that's that's kind of funny. He has a this is we lived in Minnesota at the time. He and his friend found a snowmobile that was like a old rickety one. They were like, oh yeah, well we can let's buy this. It's not a lot of money. I'll fix it myself. I'll do it. So he's in the garage working on this thing and the one thing that it really needed was so leaf springs you guys know what leaf springs are no so leaf springs are like basically the arched or they're like bowed pieces of metal so they kind of give your your uh, like a rocking horse type of thing yeah so they they give your, it's your a spring they give it like like your spring so it's not a traditional like spiral yeah. spring it's yeah. like it's like a bow so it's these this is so old that the leaf springs have almost gone straight. So my dad says, I'll just re-spring these by bending them. It's the lug nut. Fixed it. Like, I'm going to take these. So he has a, like, Sears tiny little vice that he's <laughs> clamped to this, you know, piece of plywood uh, or, you know, whatever table that he's working on. And he is, Britton and I are upstairs. We're probably like four years old, probably taking yeah. a nap. And he has these springs, one end clamped into the vise, and then it's horizontally up. And he's just, with all of his might, just cranking down on these springs, trying to pull them and respring it to get it to a, to a satisfactory arch there. And he can't get it. Uh, he can't get it enough, so he's like, I need a little bit more torque, so I'm going to put... He has this giant like pipe that he puts on the end of the spring, and so he is standing, if you can picture, <laughs> the spring uh, clamped down on one end with this little Sears vise. He's standing, it's horizontal, he's standing on his tiptoes holding onto this pipe and just basically hanging on this thing, cranking it down. He said the next thing he heard was a bang like a like a gun going off and then he wakes up the next thing he remembers is he wakes up staring at the ceiling laying on the garage floor and he can feel like dripping uh into his eye and the the vice has exploded and (laughs) shot through the garage door somewhere and it's as piece of this has hit him in the head and he's got a big gash uh on his head and uh that was uh, long story short that was the day that we learned how to call 911 because my mom came home <laughs> and said you what you're gonna kill yourself 
boys, if you ever come in and, and see dad bleeding, then you need to call this number. Who in the, Did you all call? Oh, no, she called, but... No, she no, taught she, us he, to. He was fine. He woke oh, up. Oh. But he, he came, came to. Back. But he about killed himself. It got him good, Odell. Oh! Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt big time. A piece of that just... The tip just got me, Odell. Wait, yeah, got oh, him no real doubt. Good. Which the cherry on top of that... Because you think that the story's over right there. But no, Clay went into the bathroom, saw this gash on his head, and grabbed a bottle of peroxide to clean it out and just dumped it on the front and bleached the tip of his head. No, 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 he dumped Jeez. it on his head and then he went went out to go mow the lawn. Yeah, that's it. And just exposed it to the sun. Like that. <laughs> so mom comes home, he's got a gash in his head, it's the front of his head, he looks like vanilla and frosted ice. Frosted tips. Exactly. Frosted tip. <laughs> and mom teaches us, hey, this is how you dial 911. I've got a good one. Um, go ahead with it. So my dad is an optometrist and his name's John. And Mr. he, John, John. Mr. John, Dr. John, um, also known as Silver Fox, Silver Fox. And he was a very good dad, but he like had all these like ideas of like how to get kids to do certain things they didn't want to do that just really like looking back, they're just hilarious to me. But the it, it's one that he doesn't remember at all. I brought this up to him recently and he was like, I have no memory of this. But I have always, since a little, since being a little kid, um, I've always preferred to take pills uh, instead of drink medicine because I just can't stand the taste. And I think I trace it back to this memory. But I got prescribed cough medicine. It was like cherry flavor, whatever the typical nasty, nobody likes it cherry medicine. And my dad, I would not take it. And and he was like, you just have to do it. You just have to shoot it back. And I was like, I, I just can't do this. So he's like, okay, I have an idea. You won't even taste it. So he took it and he poured it. He put a piece of a loaf of like Wonder Bread in a bowl and and dumped <laughs> and dumped a bunch of the cough medicine into the bowl and soaked it up with the bread. And he said, here, oh. eat this. You'll only taste the bread. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to eat this piece of soggy cherry <laughs> cough syrup bread. God. Here, son, let me ruin communion yeah. for you for life. <laughs> He's like, you can, you can't, you can taste the medicine and you can't taste the bread. And I just, I, I brother, I don't know if that's something that his dad did to him or something, but he, I just, I think about that all the time and he's, he has no memory of it, which is kind of classic. I it think it puts the bread in its mouth. It's quick on the fly thinking. I call it the, I call it medicine bread. That reminds me of someone's wife who once cheeked communion because it was my wife. Uh huh. When we were Hold at on. GSP. Uh, ASP Appalachian Service Project. Uh huh. And the one of the other church groups, uh, I think they were supposed to do an act of service, or, you know, to some for some other group in the project. And she did what? They served our group from our church communion. The um, the communion that they served was essentially like what Nathan was saying, like white bread, Wonder Bread, whatever, dipped in, you know, watered down grape juice and. It did not. It tasted very bad. Yes. And if, for what, from what I, rec- I I'm, I'm pretty sure this was Liz, had tucked it in her cheek because it was too hard <laughs> to swallow, and then parked it there until oh. no one was looking, and then and spat it out. Spat out the Lord. <laughs> you have to. I, I'm pretty. Somebody did. I'm pretty sure it was Liz. That, I, I remember it tasted. I, I, I took it down, but it was not good. Somebody cheeked it. I was like, I'm parking it here until until I'm. Dude, I, can, I do not if it, ditch it. if it wasn't Liz, my second guess would be it was Natalie. <laughs> do you remember taking communion though at all? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 
We, I mean, I guess we were we we were served it. We were the only people who took it. Your all's mother-in-law used to bake the bread that our church did. Oh bread. yeah, it was the Lord bread. She used oh, to yeah. bake the bread we used for communion. It was excellent. And there's always leftovers. I would always say, "Can I take a loaf of that home?" There's always. Can, leftovers. I, can I get one loaf of Christ to go? <laughs> so, good. can I get an extra dose of Lord today? It was uh, it was very like sugary, like oh, very awesome. sweet. It was friendship bread. Yeah, it was a very sweet sourdough bread. What is friendship bread? It's like a sourdough. Oh, that's a real thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have no idea. It's a sweet, I mean, I don't know if that was it, but it's a sweet sourdough. My mom went, you can't always ask for the extra bread. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what do you got? What's behind your back? Put that Lord back. Nathan, not everyone's even taking communion yet. And then your dad's like soaking it. Yeah, he's like <laughs> dipping it <laughs> in the coffee. This is an easier throat. way to get it down. <laughs> John's, commu- John's communion, yeah. John's communion line is just him instead of dipping it in grape juice. It's medicine. <laughs> John's like, medicine is, bread. This is way too long. Here, let me let me see that. <laughs> My dad's like, I never did that. Talk about um, great pictures lost to the cloud. Maybe Natalie took it. There's a picture of John Music just dead ass asleep in the side wings at church during like Lecrae or something. No, it like was that. it was during Tadashi. It was uh, and right. it was it was so loud. Arms it was folded. Everyone around him in the picture is just going ham to Tadashi and my dad is out cold. You still have it? Oh, I have it. Amazing. What was what was this again? I can't remember. That was one of the Quest of Paloozas. That was uh yeah, when big deal. He did the like invitation. He was he was on camera like telling people where to go and it's, it, hey, it should like we just slow-mo. do a full church pod now? Yeah, I, when, when, we are we gonna, when are we gonna get to it? That's my my thing. I think that's got to be a whole can that we just open right up right up at the front and just talk talk for a while about. Here's it. the thing: anybody that listens to this podcast is waiting for us. Anybody that from that circle is just waiting for us to tip tip our toe. Let him wait a little bit. Let him wait a little. Bit. I, I want to tell funny stories, stories from it, not traumatic stories from it as much. That'd be likewise. Funny. There's a lot of funny. <laughs> well, stories. When you told the story about I'm telling you to go, that you had to go eat the car like a rat. <laughs> <In> a rat. <laughs> yeah. That was that. It was, that. It was me. It was me. <laughs> so I had to go eat by myself in the van. No, the best part. I was actually going to bring that up when you were talking about eating sandwiches of popcorn behind the building. I was like, oh, like Nathan ate like a rat in a car that one time. I'll tell it real quick because it's funny. Um, I was I was asked. I don't know to... if it's going to go on though. Okay, fine. I won't tell it then. I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, you save I'll it? save it. I'll save yeah, it. I figured we save all of these. Okay. One day that you just. But it's best to leave people wanting more, is it not? <laughs> That's about it. I'm going to wrap it up. We'll have more stuff Dad did and. If there's any other topics that you all want to hear about, you can email us at youngamericantalk at gmail.com. We'll try and get the social medias. John, are you going to make us a logo or what? Mm, We'll see. We'll see. Just do it. No. (laughs) All right. Deuces.